Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting as usual from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta, and it is a beautiful day today. Folks, if you are tired of the big bank, the mega bank experience, if you're tired of trying to desperately trying to find a live person at your bank and you cannot find one to save your life, I've got an answer for you that I have found it works for me and a lot of my clients. Renaissance Bank. They're big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but they're small enough to do it in a personal way. And that's a magic combination that doesn't exist in a lot of places in the banking industry, but it does at Renaissance. So go to renaissancebank.com, find one of their local offices and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome a great friend, Anita Henderson. Anita is with Write Your Life. That's her business, but we're here to talk about her new book. It's called Becoming the Minimalist Entrepreneur. Anita, welcome. John. You and I have spent a little time together over over the months. A little time is an understatement. (laughs) So if you are not aware, folks, Anita is my editor for my book, but we're not talking about my book today. We're talking about her book that's newly released called the becoming the minimalist entrepreneur and the subtitle that we're going to get to the story behind it lessons from my journey to work less, earn more and play more. And it, and this is the, I think number one, this is a memoir. Why a memoir as opposed to a I guess what a lot of people in the industry would call how-to. They would call it a how-to. There's a story behind that. Okay. Why a memoir yeah. and not a how-to. Yeah. I've written about eight other books, mm-hmm. most of which are how-to books, instructional, mm-hmm. which is great. I love that. Yeah. I love teaching people. I love sharing what I know. Mm-hmm. But this one needed to be a memoir, my story. Um, so- through some months of struggle to, to at the beginning of writing to try to get it out as an instructional book, a how-to, I realized my business model is not teaching people how to be in business. My business model is helping people write their books. Mm-hmm. But I did want to share some about my journey as an entrepreneur of over two and a half decades. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do it uh, as a memoir. And it takes a lot and a different approach to write a memoir versus a how-to book. There's a lot more vulnerability needed, Mm -hmm. a lot more openness needed. You're revealing some things that people didn't know about. And you're really laying your life pages open for people to read, to judge, maybe. That feels a little mm, uncomfortable, but I chose to do it for a couple of reasons. One, to get my story out there, but two, understand what my memoir writing clients have been going through. And so I learned a lot on that side in this process. Okay. I want to come back to that. That sounds interesting. 
you help entrepreneurs, business leaders, what have you, write their own book. You've done this for a long time. Talk a little bit about that business, and then I want to come back to your book. Okay, yeah. I started my company 27 years ago. 27 years ago, and I was doing marketing communications and public relations. Mm -hmm. So that was back in the days when people were doing brochures and press releases and all of that. Mm -hmm. So as a copywriter and a marketing professional, that was my jam, right? And then years passed, lots of stuff happened. I was back to corporate work, corporate as an employee a couple of times, And then I decided to go back to my business full time, but I could not stomach the thought of writing another press release. Couldn't do it. I was like, if I write another press release, that's the end of it. I just can't. So I took a look at the landscape. At that time, this was around 2008, 2009, 2010. Things were changing in the publishing industry overall. So I don't know if if your listeners will remember when a lot of the daily newspapers went away and a lot of the book publishing companies, the large ones, some of them folded, many of them merged. So there was a lot of change going on in book publishing as a whole, publishing really in general. Mm -hmm. And I hired a business coach to help me figure out, what do I do? Like, I want to get back into business full time, but I don't want to do what I was doing before. She said, Anita, there's people who help other people write their books. Like we went through this whole thing about what I like to do. And I'm like, I like to read. I like to write. Like, what else can I do with that? And she was like, coach people to write their books. I'm thinking, really? Is there a business case for that? Could I make some money doing this? Mm -hmm. Did some research, you know, uh, did my due diligence and found out that's actually a thing. I could actually do it. And that's Mm -hmm. how Write Your Life began. And that's really the journey, that journey is the the bulk of the book, right? It is. There's a mix of things yeah, that right. happened in my life and in my business. And a lot of the book is about truly my becoming me, becoming mm-hmm. a confident business owner, mm-hmm. becoming someone who understands the value of relationship building in business, becoming an entrepreneur who understands pricing, John, (laughs) it doesn't come naturally to most entrepreneurs. We have to figure it out. That's right. Becoming an entrepreneur who understands how to be clear, how to offer what my strengths are can provide to my customers rather than what I think the market demands that's outside of my zone of genius Mm -hmm. and understanding that simplicity is better than being complicated. Keep it simple. Yeah. I have to ask a personal question because it relates to our relationship. You were working on this book at the same time you were working with me on mine and no telling what else you were doing. Of course, I was thinking I was the only client before us, but <laughs> like every client, you thinks, were my favorite. Of John. course, you, of course, you tell everyone that. But uh, anyway, how do you do that? How do you write your own book while at the same time you're working with your clients? Because it's a that, magic trick. How? It's a super duper magic trick that I use. It was not the most difficult thing, honestly. It was as things go in my business. I'm working on multiple book projects at any given time. 
All of them are different. I guess I liken it to a parent who has more than one child. So, yeah, maybe there's times you call (laughs) Jack Steve or you call Bella Brenda, who's who, right? So it wasn't that hard. Um, We were writing, interestingly, in a similar genre, right? And about some similar things. But your book, your wonderful book, is more guidance Mm -hmm. and instructional. Right. From a very specific topic, pricing and value. Mm -hmm. My book, more memoir, Mm -hmm. although there was some mention about my journey in understanding my value Mm -hmm. and how I determined my pricing, it was more my personal story as an entrepreneur. So there was no confusion. There was just the typical, like I went through the same process in writing my book and publishing my book that you went through, that Mm -hmm. all of my clients go through. I hired an author coach. <laughs> I enlisted a publishing partner. I, so you did hire a coach? I, I did. Really? Yes, I okay. did. It turned out, so my coach and I went to a beach house to have our coaching session. Okay. <laughs> because she was writing a book of her own at the same time. So we coached each other through the early parts. So you okay. and I went through that VIP day right. where we hash out all the stuff mm-hmm. and who's your ideal reader and all that stuff. We did that at the beach. Oh. <laughs> we just had to go there. Yeah. Right? How did you focus? It was challenging, but we made it happen. I'll say part of our coaching session happened with sand between our toes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the book, now I want to come back around to the memoir part of this thing. So you decided to write it as a memoir and because just like you tell all your clients, you had your story to tell. So let's just talk about the journey itself. And your book is a book of triumph. I would say so. Yeah. Because you talk about in the book a number of times that you just wanted to give up Mm -hmm. and you also are pretty vulnerable at a lot of times the book. So let's just talk about, that journey and why sharing that journey and some of the, I guess some of the high points and and low points of that journey that you shared that you thought were so important to tell the world. I think the, one of the motivators for being that vulnerable and that open was that I know my journey is not that unique and I've been validated with that thought by hearing comments and reviews from people who've read the book. Oh my God, Anita, I can't believe how closely our journeys parallel each other. I've been through that too. I went back to corporate also after starting my company and I felt like a failure, Mm. right? I know many entrepreneurs who've done that and some of them who are working a a corporate job as an employee part-time while they are running their business part-time, back in the day, we call it a side job or side gig or Mm -hmm. whatever. But I think it was important for people to know that they're not alone in that journey Mm -hmm. with the ups and downs and the, as you probably know, working with your clients, many people who start their business either out of frustration with their corporate job and they're like, I can't take it anymore. I got to do something else. I'll start a business. Right. Or for, we know in the last five to 10 years, people who have gotten laid off and decide I got to do something and maybe I don't want to go back to work full time. I'll do my thing. Mm -hmm. And you thankfully help them do it right. 
I didn't always do it right. I made a lot of mistakes along the way. One of the big mistakes I made was not hiring somebody like you very early on in my journey. I tried to figure it out myself. Yeah. Let's be clear on this, folks. I didn't come out of the business womb fully formed and grown up. Okay. I learned too. Right. So let's just be clear about that. We all did, particularly when in your case, you got to the point where I will never write another press release. That's the frustration part. And so you were like, you were going to jump over the side of the boat and start swimming, whether you were ready or not. And so I guess talk about the expectations that you had, that you write about in the book, the expectations versus the reality that hit the cold water. Wow. There were a couple of ins and outs, right? And sort certainly you start a business and you've got a million high hopes. It's mm-hmm. going to work. I'm going to be a millionaire in a couple of months. People will come beating down the door to work with me. Mm-hmm. I know enough about this thing yeah. that I can make something of it. And so, of course, you know how to do your thing. You're the tactician. But you don't know how to do the operations necessarily and how to set up processes and how to price and how to market and Mm -hmm. all of those things. And even for me, someone with a background in marketing, I quickly realized that I'm so much better marketing other people's things than marketing myself. Mm. So I struggled with difficulty in promoting myself. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the business. Right. <laughs> but you're used to being the person pushing everyone else. Yeah. And you're the, always in the background. So you, that, that, it, so t- what was it that, and people that know you today would never know this about you, right? The people that don't know the Anita of 25 years ago would never perceive this at all about you, right? Absolutely not. People are shocked when I say, and you laugh at this, that I consider myself an introvert. A situational extrovert. I can do it when I need to, but I'd much rather be somewhere with a book or my laptop in a corner by myself. I've had to develop this extroverted personality Mm -hmm. and I know how to use it and I know when it feels right and I know how to make the most of it and still be authentically me. Mm. But yeah, I had to develop a skill with self-promotion, the Mm -hmm. art of Comfortable and authentic self-promotion. And you have, that's one of the things that has been part of your journey, but that really gets into marketing your book, but I'm, that's a little bit different than marketing the business too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The business is me Uh, or the other way around. Maybe I'm the business. Yeah. Even with a team even with support staff and that it's me, people want to do business with me. So, so they do. And, but let's talk about the atypical business advice that you've written about in this book. There's probably quite a bit of things. People are tired of hearing the typical. They want to hear the atypical. Yeah. So let's get straight to that. I would say one of those atypical points of business advice is to stop running. Stop trying to get out of your comfort zone. And I say that because I hear so much in the business space with solo entrepreneurs is that you got to get outside your comfort zone. 
You got to do things that are scary. You have to do as much as possible so you can find your, you know, your thing. And you can't do that if you're always comfortable. So my (laughs) response to that is there's so many solo entrepreneurs working so hard to get outside of a comfort zone they've never been in Mm. that they don't know how to run their business to a point where everything works the way it's supposed to every time. Mm -hmm. There is value in getting the same result by using processes Mm -hmm. so that you know what your customer should get. Your customer knows what they should get as an end result. And it's not hard. As we're constantly trying to get outside of a comfort zone we've never been in, that creates this hamster wheel of creating and fixing and changing and trying <laughs> and do-overs. And, right. and it's tiring just to say it, right? Right. Now, I've been trained in agile development, scrum, as it's called, where, and this is very software development focused, mm-hmm. where you fail fast, fix it, do it again. That's fine for certain industries. It works wonderfully in software development and other technology uh, arenas. Not so much for services providers. We need to develop processes. We need to develop a system, a way that things are done Mm -hmm. so that we know what to do along the way and that we and our clients get the outcomes that are expected. So one point of antithesis to the typical way of doing business that I suggest is to embrace your comfort zone. Get it right. Figure out how things are supposed to be done in your business specifically your deliverables, your client engagement. Mm -hmm. And do that every time. Learn how to do that every time so that you know what comes first, you know what comes next, your clients know what to do, the end result is success. Right? Mm -hmm. Now you're not fumbling trying to figure out how do I onboard someone? How do I get them from A to B to C? And then how do, do we disengage or do I upsell them? Like, what do I do? Yeah, and you talk in your book about when you don't have that. It's confusion. That's a nice way to put it sometimes, right? (laughs) I'm not talking about just for you. I'm talking about for uh, a lot of business owners, right? Confusion is a nice way to put it. It's failure, too, and it's obvious. Right. Very obvious. You can see it in the way people operate their business when today's thing looks completely different from yesterday's thing. Mm -hmm. They keep changing it and they're not finding their groove. Yeah. Yeah. You have been in business now 25 years, you said. The average small business lasts about 36 minutes, but (laughs) I'm only slightly joking. A lot of people get into it and I'm speaking of professional solopreneur that gets laid off out of corporate or can't stand corporate anymore, jumps out of it. And they want to do something quote fulfilling and they're focused on the fulfilling part as opposed to, as you say, the business part and the life cycle for those kind of businesses is very short sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? 25 years is an extraordinary accomplishments. So congratulations on that. How did you make it 25 years? (laughs) Read the book. (laughs) 
We want to give people a few tidbits out of that book, right? I that's a good question, John. I made it 25 years because I refused to give up, Mm -hmm. even in the moments when I wanted to. Really remaining focused, learning who I am as a person, learning and embracing my skills and strengths, things that come naturally to me that might, and I think every solo entrepreneur needs to know this, those skills that I call superpowers, that corporate probably calls soft skills because they can't attach a dollar amount to it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes those really are our superpowers. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that are our strengths, That's what other people are connected to. That's what they are attracted to. And those things become your foundation for a successful business. So for me, things like being organized, like being adaptable, being able to change and shift and still be authentically me, being a great writer, gosh, asking the right questions of people. So these kinds of things are part of my persona and my personality, and they have helped me grow my business and be successful running my business. So I think between that, understanding your superpowers and identifying those and not marginalizing anything, embracing your comfort zone for sure, finding your groove, right? Getting into understanding the value and importance of having processes in business. Really, I can't even say that enough is really important to sustained growth and continuation of a business and deciding where for me, what was really important was deciding that I get to choose who I work with. Hmm. Uh, I didn't get to do that in corporate. I want want you to say more about that Mm. because this is a big issue for a lot of business owners, right? They don't think they have a choice and they do have a choice. So what, when did the light go on for you? on that probably when I left my probably about a year after I left my last corporate job when I decided that I was leaving and retiring because out of frustration out of I can't believe I took another job and it's been a hard road to climb and I really miss being my own boss and I'm working with people who I liked at first and now they're a thorn in my side I want to get back to the point where I get to choose who I work with. I decided that as an entrepreneur, I get to choose. I just decided that. So you decided from the very beginning, as opposed to a lot of business owners that are in business for several years and they don't realize they don't have to take everyone that comes in the door. That's fear. And that is desperation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very early on in this iteration of my business, and as an author coach and book publishing strategist, I just decided I only want to work with people that are nice and kind, Mm -hmm. who appreciate the skills I bring to the table, Mm -hmm. who are ready for the services that I offer. I'm not in business to convince anyone they should write a book and how it's going to make their life better and all that. That's not what I do. I want to work with people who come to me ready. And I want to work with people who are coachable, who are ready to follow my process, do what I say, and nobody gets hurt. You can relate. That's why you're laughing. Yeah, I was going to say, I I don't know what to say next because there's so many things that come to mind. But anyway. 
not only customers, yeah. clients, right? People who I enjoy, but also uh, team members, right? So I don't do all this by myself. There are graphic designers on my team. There are editors uh, on my team and I choose them. I choose to work with them mm -hmm. because they have a passion for the work. We get along and they want to be, they want to have fun doing what they do. So yeah, you get to choose. Probably earlier in the early iteration of my business, marketing communications, I came on desperate and I was like, I'll just take anybody who's willing to pay me. And that sucked. Yeah. It was terrible. And maybe I learned from that, like my very early years. That is not, that's not fun. Yeah. And that's probably why I went back to work in corporate, mm -hmm. and, you know, in those middle years, because I settled for whoever would come my way. And part of that was just not being clear on, again, what I bring to the table, what my strong suits are, what I'm doing, what exactly are the services I'm offering and who I want to do it for. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs, hopefully just in their early years, struggle with that. And hopefully they grow out of it and into a place of comfort and assurance of who they want to serve, who they are, what they bring to the table. I want to talk about, as we kind of wrap things up here, Anita, I brought up the 25 years as a milestone or measure of success. And, and that's is one, but it's not totally a measure of success. And you've got a, a lot, I think a lot of different ways you don't necessarily put it this way in the book, but you, you got a lot of different ways of defining what success looked like has looked like for you. Talk about those measures of success that go beyond longevity. Hmm. I would say first and foremost, success in business for me is enjoying it is just enjoying what I do enjoying who I do it for and enjoying the outcomes that we all get, right? Mm -hmm. My clients get a fantastic book. I get a chance to learn from wonderful clients like you and in, in the journey and the process that we go through, plus the information that you're sharing. Mm -hmm. And I get to live the life that I want to live, mm. right? So sometimes we have to go back to our why. Why are we doing this business in the first place? Right. And there's no one answer, but the answer is yours, mm -hmm. right? And so I had to come to terms with what my why is. And that was an interesting process as well. But you have to be comfortable with that, right? Your why is for you alone. It's not to impress other people, right? Mm -hmm. But it is to get to the point that I think understanding that why, your real reason and your purpose for existing as an entrepreneur, that's what keeps you going mm -hmm. when times are difficult it allows you to pat yourself on the back when things are working the way they're supposed to and your accounts receivables and your profits look great, right? You can say, I'm doing this for that. I'm mm -hmm. doing it for whatever my why is, whatever my reason is. And so I think that's really important. Years in business is, yes, one measure. Mm -hmm. Profits is another measure. For me, satisfaction overall is right. a huge measure. And then just being able to live my life the way I want to invaluable. Totally. There's no comparison. Yeah. You, you're, you're giving in your book uh, entrepreneurs to rethink about how they define success. And a lot of folks have been in corporate so long and so used to 
at dealing with quarter to quarter earnings and year over year gains, and they think progress is all that. I thought I you'd like to think you escaped all of that, right? Yeah, you get to decide. Right. When you are running the show yourself, you get to decide what your measures of success are. And yes, numbers matter. We're in business to earn a profit. And all of that is so true. But how you go about it can make or break you. If you're constantly struggling to hit some number and impress somebody and fill in the blank with your business plan and all that kind of stuff, that's struggle for people who escaped corporate. Like, why do we keep repeating what we left? It's like a going back to a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. So I think a lot of folks already know that are listening to this already know where they are in their journey and they know they need to read this book. But for those that may not let's, I want to be very clear on who you think needs to read this book. I guess that's the question. Mm. I invite any solo entrepreneur. You're the chief cook and bottle washer for the most part. I won't even say how many, how long you've been in business because that could vary. But I think more than that, your mindset matters as you're probably in a place where some things are working, but most things are not. And you need to take a step back and you need to find a way to love your business and your choice as an entrepreneur, you need to find a way to love that again yeah. uh, because you're not ready to let go. You know that success is possible and you want to enjoy it. You want it to be fun, but you also want to get the results that you expect. And so this book will give you one entrepreneur's journey, one way to see how 21st century entrepreneurship can be. And it also allows you a point of liberation from doing it the way everybody else says it's supposed to be done. There is no one way to be in business. Mm. You get to choose and you get to read my story on the choices I made. And then you get to develop and tell your own story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That alone is a great reason to read the book. There are a lot of great reasons to read the book. That alone is just giving people the freedom yeah. to, to choose mm-hmm. is is powerful. Choices are powerful. So it's a great book, folks. Becoming the Minimalist Entrepreneur. And the subtitle is Lessons from My Journey to Work Less, Earn More, and Play More. Anita Henderson, congratulations. Thanks, John. Good yeah, to be here. Yeah, that's, congratulations. But we've got to let people know where they can find the book. You can certainly find the book online at the typical online retailers. I would love for you to go into any of your local bookstores and ask for it. You can certainly find it there. And you can also find it at minimalist.writeyourlife.net. Terrific. Anita Henderson, author of the book, Becoming the Minimalist Entrepreneur. Let's give your contact information for those that may be interested in your services as well. So the Write Your Life practice, solopreneur practice that you have. Sure So thing. for if you're interested in writing your life or writing your own book, where can folks find you for that? You can find me at writeyourlife.net. Mm-hmm. Like you write a book, writeyourlife.net. 
And then I'd love for folks to connect with me on LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn, Anita Henderson. Terrific. Anita Henderson, great to have you in. Great to be here, John. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick reminder. As Anita said, I've got a book out. It's called The Generosity Mindset, A Journey to Business Success by Raising Your Confidence, Value, and Prices. And as we alluded before, if you've if you're a solopreneur or professional, small firm professional services provider, and you're having issue with confidence or have, understanding your value and certainly pricing to that value, this may be a book for you. Go to thegenerositymindset.com to learn more. And as like Anita's book, it's available at where all fine books are sold. And particularly if you're an independent bookseller. So check them out and go ask for, for the book there. I would just, I just want to thank you, our listener. So you are such a inspiration to me because you, you continue to share the show. You like us on social media, you support us in so many ways, give us great feedback on the shows that we do here on North Fulton business radio. And I can't believe we're about to celebrate show number seven fifty of this series that uh, has been around now almost eight years. And we've only gotten that far because of you and the support you've given us. Thank you. Thank you for that. If you've heard something here today that makes you want to share the show, please do that, as you've done in the past. And just again, thank you for helping us fulfill our mission to be the voice of business in the North Fulton region. We appreciate you. So for my guest, Anita Henderson, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.